I want you to play a game with me, Ray. I don't want to play a game. Oh, please. No. I said play a game with me, Raymond. Right. Lovely. I want you to imagine a character. Your boss, Mickey Pearson. You're too smart to be blackmailing us, Fletcher. <laughs> Sweet Mary Jane is my vice. Your poison, on the other hand, is and always has been the destroyer of worlds. You're out of touch, and I would like you to consider an offer. I am not for sale. The plot begins to thicken. Now, I can't be specific about the heroes and zeros, but our protagonist is a hungry animal. <laughs> there is a lot of money hanging in the balance. Our antagonist explodes on the scene like a millennial firework and has indirectly started a war. I think you need to see this, boss. That's the one of my firearms. How do they find it? I'm making inquiries. His name is Fahok. It was spelled with a P-H, so it sounds like Fahok. Please! Sorry, Fahok. Kanda Fahok. Please! And if you smell smoke, it's because there's a fire. So you're going to have to stamp that out quickly. These people are going to clean house, and you are part of that house. In the jungle, the only way a lion survived not by acting like a king, by being the king. Oh. Brilliant! I've been waiting so long to be where I'm going. Oh, it's really warming up now, isn't it? There's only one rule in this jungle. When the lion's hungry, he eats. associates had an accident. So you killed someone? No, it was the gravity that killed him. Ah! Oh. We need those phones. to watch 30 movies a movie each day in June it's day 10 of year 8 of movie month and the podcast will start soon he's going to watch 30 movies Films and some lowbrow. Year eight of fans, not experts. Movie month, and the podcast starts right now. Year eight, year eight of movie month. That much you already know. Year eight, year eight of movie month. And now it's time for the show. Kiss me, mama, kiss.
some days I go into um, I go into it knowing exactly what movie I'm going to watch, uh, and today was not one of those days. I mean, I think this morning I had two or three movies. I rented a movie, and I said, you know what? No, I don't want to watch this today, so I have 30 days to watch it. Totally fine. I'm going to watch it. Um, but I said, you know what? I didn't want to watch it today. It just, I, it was, it's kind of a horror-related movie. I feel like I just did. Um, like, what did I do yesterday? New Mutants. And before that, it was another horror thing. I said, let's try something different. So I looked at, I have a list, I have a Google Doc, uh, and I'm going up and down and going, what am I going to watch? Oh, of course, this movie. I've been wanting to watch this movie for a while. And what's it on? Let me, I went to justwatch.com, typed in the movie. Of course, you know by now, 2019, according to IMDb, 2020, according to other things. Uh, I think it was, it came out in 2019, uh, premiered, and then in the U.S., uh, like a month later, 2020. Um, the Gentleman. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie is, um, I've seen, I don't think, I haven't seen all his movies. I know that. But I have seen, um, I think I saw Snatch first. Um, and then, way back in the first ever movie month, I saw, I finally went back and saw Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I've, I haven't seen either of his, um, Sherlock Holmes movies. Uh, you know, I had a feeling he he uh, did A Man from Uncle. That was There was a poster on the wall at the end that said A Man from Uncle. I was like, you know what? I always kind of want to watch that too. It's got uh, Superman in it and it's got that uh, cannibal um, army hammer in it. But I never I never did. I, I, it's, it's like I like Guy Ritchie. I like stuff he's done. And yet I'm thinking, God, there's so much I haven't seen. Uh, and I finally saw the, you know, a trailer for the gentleman when it first came out. I said, this looks like a fun, you know, uh, gangster kind of crime romp. I don't know what to call it. Like, it's not a drama. It's like a thriller-ish, comedy-ish, action-ish, drama-ish. I don't know what to call it. But it is, um, it, it looked like a Guy Ritchie movie. And I was excited to go and watch it. And then I never did. And I'm just looking at his, um, you know, it's funny. So Lockstock was a movie. Then there was a TV show called Lockstock 20 years ago. Snatch uh, was a movie. And then a couple of years ago, there is a Snatch TV series. Is that the one with with um, Rupert from uh, from Harry Potter, the, the Weasley kid? I think it is. But anyway, uh, yeah, it is. And I never watched that. That was like on Crackle. I wonder where you can watch that now. Wait a minute. Did he direct? He directed Aladdin? Really? Now that I'm surprised. I did not know that's a Guy Ritchie movie. The Will Smith Aladdin. Um, and I guess he's doing Aladdin too. So he, he's he's in the Disney world. And he's still... Oh, that, that was a pun. Uh, I've been told... Hi, Chris. Uh, Wrath of Man is something to watch. And I, I, I may do that. Uh, I may even... I don't know if I'm going to do it this year. Do I do two Guy Ritchie movies? I've done... A, why not? If I could do five goddamn Vin Diesel movies, I can do two Guy Ritchie movies in a year. Uh, and I'm looking right now at his IMDb, and there apparently is a Gentleman TV series in pre-production. And based on the movie I watched today, I am all for it. Now, they could do something like Fargo, where it's not exactly the characters, but it's the style 
of, of you know, what, what the Cohen brothers did. Anyway, I'm getting beside, I'm kind of getting off track. Today's movie, The Gentleman, uh, starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, um, and Colin Farrell, and a couple of the people that I know by face but not by name. It is exactly what you think it is. It is kind of um, organized crime, dealing in the drug trade, dealing in the marijuana trade, which started watching it going, this feels like, when was this done? Because is this like, seems like an aged, like, kind of crime, criminal, criminalization business. Almost seems, you know, um, like it's past its due. It's past its prime with all the legalization in the world that's going on. And I like that they address that in this movie. Uh, so here's, here's the big, the big um, overall plot of the movie. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is this brilliant American who came over. He was just this kind of a small time, like a, a, came up in a poor family, but he was really smart. He got into Oxford, went overseas to college, and started kind of realizing that even though he was good at his college, at his college, he was good at colleges, he uh, found a love of dealing weed. He started small, and it got bigger, and it got bigger, and it got bigger, and then he became like this giant, um, just giant in the trade of marijuana. Uh, and <clears throat> he is like, has, the, the big thing with him is that it's this, this giant like empire of weed that no one knows how it's done because there's no place to like to do it in 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 England. England's a small place, but he's this American who's come over, built this empire, and now he's looking to get out. He's made a connection with this other American, who I don't know the guy's name, but I th- I'm almost positive he's the guy. He's one of the brothers in Secession, which is a show I haven't seen, but I want to see. And basically, this guy is coming over to. Um, to offer to buy the whole thing from him for $400 million. And then kind of the story ensues where another, uh, like the Chinese, uh, this Chinese organized crime, there's a, like an older guy. And then there's this young hothead. He wants to come in and undercut them. He, uh, but I mean, am I going to explain the whole thing? You've seen this movie, right? I'm spoiling it for you. If you haven't seen it, the, what I like about this movie is the characters because you know there's nothing amazingly unique about this it's just quick dialogue witty and um you know it takes these sharp turns little things here and there you just care but you care about the characters and the whole movie or most of the movie is told almost in like a flashback because you see the beginning of this movie you see Matthew McConaughey show up at a pub uh, and then you hear a gunshot and you're first, you're led to believe that Matthew McConaughey is killed in this pub. And honestly, right away, I thought, wow. So this whole thing is going to lead up to his death. This whole thing is going to, um, you know, this whole thing is kind of his, his life before, you know, the, the shooting and it's all going to have to do with, with his, with his drug empire and kind of what happened that led to this moment. But then I'm watching the movie going, you know what? That probably didn't happen. Or actually, the, my first thought was, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if the guy who plays his assistant, Charlie Hunnam, he is, um, 
you know, he's the one who kills him. And there's a twist there. And as I'm watching the movie more, I'm going, you know what? No, uh, I think that the guy who we see come behind him is probably going to end up getting shot, which we'll get there. But um, you start to, because I, I kept thinking back to that moment and this really cool opening credits, really stylized opening credits with the song that you're hearing, you know, that you heard at the beginning of this episode or before I started talking. Um, it just, it just kind of let you know you're in a Guy Ritchie movie. You're in England, cool music, violence, boom, put it together, Guy Ritchie movie. Um, what I liked about this, but it was, it was still kind of told in this back, like flashback of a movie told through a gossip reporter. Hugh Grant plays this kind of low life paparazzi gossip reporter in England for the tabloids. He um, is after, he's trying to, like, he's kind of been following Mickey Pearson, who is Matthew McConaughey, and trying to um, kind of investigate everything that's going on with the sale, but also investigate them. And really, he's putting this all together and telling this whole story. You know, part of it is, is things he's investigated, part of it is his imagination or what he thinks it is. And he goes to Charlie Hunnam, who is basically Matthew McConaughey's right-hand man, Charlie Hunnam, who, of course, you know, is the great Jax Teller from um, from Sons of Anarchy. I remember the first time hearing him with his regular British accent. I'm like, what? What's going on here? Um, he was great in this. And I was like, I was like happy to see him uh, doing something, like doing big things. You know, I've seen him doing other movies, but I was like happy to see him shine in this. And he did. Um it was almost like he kind of was the star, but Matthew McConaughey, you, I realized at one point that you, he, I don't think he was going to die, or at least he wasn't going to die then, because you realize, oh my God, I'm rooting for Matthew McConaughey. Now, he's a criminal. He is like sort of a, you know, like the like the a mobster, not really, but he is someone you are rooting for he talks about at one point he's like i only i only deal in the mary jane because i know it's not going to kill anybody that's not what i want to do you know uh and he's got a wife he he like they show a scene where he does kill a guy and and it was just what um it was just in someone's imagination they go no no he doesn't he doesn't react that way he does eventually react that way when someone uh goes after his wife but um I loved Hugh Grant in this because he was so such a weasel. He was trying. He was basically um, this whole thing. This whole thing that he was doing was this elaborate blackmail plot. He wanted to. He wanted to do multiple things. He, Hugh Grant's putting this all together to blackmail the um, Charlie Hunnam and and the drug dealers to basically say, "I will not bring this back to my boss for twenty million pounds." Now, if that was his plan A, if they and if they hurt him at all, it would get to um, everything would be sent to his boss anyway, and um, his boss was only going to pay him one hundred fifty thousand for the story. So, but at the same time, he was putting this all together because he was this giant film buff, and he talked in movies. He talked about you know widescreen this, and he was pictured on the screen like this, and he wrote this all down in a script form that he's trying to sell to Miramax. Uh, at the end of the movie, and, and he was also going to try to bring it to Hollywood. Uh, so, but he was he was great because he was so he was so likably unlikable. I don't know if that's a proper way of describing it, but that's just how it was. That's how he came off to me. 
like charmingly weaselish. It was like both ends. Like what a weasel! But I loved hearing him talk and hearing him like subtly come on to Charlie Hunnam. He was kept trying to like you know, he touches his leg. He says maybe I'll come upstairs with you. Just little things like that. Kept calling him darling and stuff. Uh, he was he was he was great. It was great because you're so used to him kind of being this charming guy. You know, oh, hello, um, who gone? You know, this like charming, charming, aloof, like oh, very gentle. Um, but just kind of seeing him do the gruff side, um, showing that he can do more than that, is great. And he's, you know, he's a little older now, and just I'd like to see him do more roles like this. There was something he did on Amazon where it's like he played a British politician who was in some sort of sex scandal. I, I didn't. I, was it called like a very British scandal or something like that? I I never seen it, but I know it looked. Interesting. Someday I, I may check that out. Um, but so we, we kind of get... And I, when I saw the previous, I remember thinking Matthew Carney's in this, but I, I guess I didn't think of him as the main big guy. But he is. It's, this is the Matthew McConaughey movie. I mean, he's in it. He's in it big time. Um, so it's like twists and turns of of the um, this weed place they, they you know they have everything secretly hidden so Matthew, Matthew McConaughey goes to these rich manors these rich estates and he says look let me secretly use your land to farm out my weed I pay you so you can continue to be rich you know uh, especially for some of these lands that people were left you know these estates were left to their generations and the younger generations they don't want to work they just want to earn so he would do this. He showed this to um, this guy, Matthew, who was like, he was playing a very, like, I don't know how the actor is, or if this was like a very character. It was very much like, hello, I'm very, like a very, almost very overly feminine, not feminine, but like snooty-ish, you know, I don't know. It was just um, this, like, it was, an, it was, it was very uppity. I don't know what the word is, but he was very much like, hello, I don't talk this way, uh, Michael. Um, but he showed him his plant, like, look, this is how I do it, you know, and that's why I think you, you're going to buy all this. Um, but what happens is, and I'm just going to tell it more linearly, he then went to, tried to work with the Chinese to, um, to, and the Chinese told this other crew of young guys and the young guys went and robbed the weed place. But they also, these young guys are also more into making YouTube videos of their rap. Um, so they robbed the place, but I love these guys were great because they weren't the bad guys. They were just young, like, like young crooks or, or young kids on the street trying to, you know, trying to, trying to do something for themselves. And they, I want to say worked for, but they, they were my favorite crew with Colin, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell was great in this movie. Like he, I thought he was going to be just on the cover of the movie. He's like in this tracksuit, and British like the British love tracksuits. Um, and I thought he was going to be like a hitman or the bad guy, some kind of villain. But he wasn't. He was great. He was. They call this guy the coach. And apparently he he owns a, a gym, a boxing gym, a fight gym, and he trains these guys. And, but they also do little tiny things for him, I guess, or they, they get into trouble. But um, he figures out that they they stole from from Michael Pearson, from uh, Colin Farrell. He goes and says, look, you know, my, my boys are dumb. We're going to return everything, but that doesn't take care of that. So 
I'm going to do everything I can. You, you, I'm in your debt to make amends. So he ends up, like him and, and his boys end up coming in huge and working for, um, working for, for uh, Michael Pearson. Uh, Mickey Pearson. Mike, I'm, my name is Michael, but I never, I've never been called Mickey. Now, I think maybe in England, Mickey is more short for Michael. Or uh, isn't like, wasn't Michael Dundee, Mick Dundee? Um, you know, uh, uh, Crocodile Dundee. In America, it's Mikey. And yes, at almost 45 years old, I still have plenty of people, hi Chris again, who just refer to me as Mikey. And if I get called anything else from them, it sounds very, very strange. Um, I got a called Mike recently by, by one. And I was like, what, 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 what do you call me? Um, anyway, that's beyond the point. So, they all end up working for, for Matthew McConaughey. And you come to find out that the Chinese were kind of working with the, um, the, other, the other American, the, this Matthew guy, who was trying to um, cause enough trouble to lower the price so that they could buy it for pennies on the dollar because it was going to be such a hassle. And they figured it all out. Now, at the same time, they go to... Um, you know, um, this uh, Hugh Grant is like, look, if something happens to me, I'm going to give everything is going to go to this um, this my my boss who runs this gossip magazine, gossip newspaper. But what they end up doing is Colin Farrell and his boys kidnap the newspaper guy, drug him and then film him basically having sex with a pig. And now that story com- and p- completely goes away. He goes, give us anything you have on uh, Michael Pearson, and it all goes away. So now the idea that this could go be used with his work and like the if anything happened to Hugh Grant's character, doesn't matter. All that stuff just dies with, with, uh, with them now because the boss would never – doesn't want – he doesn't want the video of him having sex with a pig get out. Uh, and Carl Farrell, like showing it to, to Charlie Hunnam, he's like, it's the stuff of nightmares. It's, it's going to be with me forever. You know, once you see it, you can never see it. It's going to be with, like, it was just, he was so, it was just funny. It was just funny, funny. I don't know. I, I, I am very happy that I watched this movie tonight. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, if they, if there is a TV show that happens out of it, whatever it is, I'll at least give it a try. I think it's, I think it's earned that much for me. I know I, I feel like I know I've left a ton out of this movie, but I'm not just going to go through the whole plot. It's just like twists and turns, twists and turns. Uh, McConaughey was great in this. Very rarely did he lose his temper. Very rarely was he actually um, not ahead of things. You know, he talks about the lion. The lion. If you're going to be the lion, you have to show that you're the lion. And the kind of you know he survived. Um, I th- at one point, they made it seem like they weren't going to show it. At one point, you think, oh, there's no way of getting out of it. And then you realize, wait a second. There's still Colin Fowles, you know, and his his men out there, the, the, the kids, the fighters. Um, and there was, there was also a great scene where, like, they go to, you know, one of the guys whose land uh, Matthew McConaughey lo- uses, their daughter was missing. And... Um, they went and found the daughter. Now, there was a weird scene where they, later on in the movie, they showed the daughter, I guess, dying of a heroin overdose. And I think that's just them showing, look, we don't deal in heroin. That's, that's the, the Chinese do that. Uh, we don't do that. It was like Mr. 
King George or Captain King George, I think was the guy's name, Lord George, and um, that's his that's his stuff. And like because they were intercutting that with Matthew McConaughey threatening George and, and poisoning him, um, but they uh, that was that was sad. But earlier they went to go get her because she was hanging out with some some like low lifes in an apartment and one of the guys gets pushed out the window accidentally falls to his death now it turns out he's a russian kid with a rich dad who almost comes and kills Matthew gone at the end but i mean you knew that already right there's, there's so many twists and turns that, that happen um and uh when they when charlie hunnam chases one of the kids down for his phone because these kids are these kids are outside taking photos of this dead body and they're like um he's like look i'm gonna give you this money and you give me the phone and that's it and they're like why don't you give me the money and, and i keep the phone he's like i don't want to cause any trouble and, and like he's with a bunch of these kids under an alley this guy pulls out like this machete he's like why don't you you know fuck off and get and give me the um and, you know get out of here and just leave the money and charlie Hunnam's like oh. you know he's just like I tried this. Takes out this humongous machine gun, just fires it into the air, and they they all run off except for the one kid with the phone who looks like he's just about to piss his pants. And he's like, "Now put the phone down." And and, and then he's like, <laughs> like he does this thing where to leave. It was just that was a really funny scene. And then I guess the last thing I want to talk about is just my enjoyment of British slang. That I'm sure I know. I don't understand all of it. You kind of get the gist of it by what's happening and what's being said. But there's so many little words. Like, folks, right now I'm speaking to you in what is known as the English language. And they're in England speaking English. And it's just different. And I'm not talking about the accent. I'm talking about just the terms that are just quickly said. The 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 Just the vernacular. And... I love it. I don't know. It just sounds cool. I don't know. There's no other way to say it. I, I remember I watched The Inbetweeners. If you haven't watched The Inbetweeners, shame on you. Um, watched The Inbetweeners, and all of a sudden, I just kept talking like those those kids. Um, and it, this is a you know not exactly the same vernacular, but I just I love it, and I, I want to wear a tracksuit and walk around with my hat sideways. I'd be talking like this and saying the C word left and right, you know, these things like this. And, and I know it's not a very good yeah, British accent, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, sometimes I just talk like this and I just can't help it. And I'm sure if you're somewhere in England and you just heard that, you think he's, you know, what a C word. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay. But, um, you know, it's well, it's said with like, it's like just flies off the tongue in England. And I love it. Okay. I do. I feel like I gotta go watch more Guy Ritchie movies. Um, I know Wrath of Man is is out there, and I mean Guy Ritchie and uh, Jason Statham. I mean, how, how could I go wrong? Um, all right, that's it, my friends. I think I'm done. I've discussed it. I've I've done it. I've reached the zenith of this episode, um, and it was on Showtime. You know what? I feel like Showtime is the one channel that I always forget I have. You know, like there's HBO. Okay. You know, and when I say I have, I mean, you know, yeah, I'll just say I have. Okay. I won't say I'm using my mother's login. But anyway, I said too much. Um, Showtime is the one channel I always forget about. HBO, 
is like, you know, Cinemax I don't even think is a thing anymore. Cinemax even a thing. HBO uh, now I feel like is just a streamer just like Netflix or or Disney or all these other things. But Showtime, I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, they they have their own shows that I'm sure are good. Uh, but, I mean, there's so many weird things. Reels, epics, stars. I don't know. I think I have all of them. Um, but Showtime, I think, oh, let me go look at Showtime. Oh, good. They have other movies, too, but I don't give a crap. All I cared about was that they had The Gentleman. All I cared about was The Gentleman was on something that I, that I could watch it without paying extra. Um, so I'm done. Can you hear the can you hear the cracking? What if you can? Yeah. I'm going to put the recorder down and see if you can like strain to hear the cracking. Oh, of course now it's not cracking. Nah, nah, nothing's happening. Those are my legs. <laughs> Those are my joints. I'm an old bird. I'm an old man. Um, oh, there was one. Of course, it happens when I'm not paying attention. Ten days. Ten days. That's just a creaky floor. Ten days, ten movies, ten podcasts. And we are now at the uh, one-third of the way there. Can you believe it? It's like um, my brother asked me, hey, can you uh, take my dogs out uh, uh, around lunchtime on the 20th? Like, yeah, the, the 20th. Oh, yeah. That's ten days from now. That's ten movies from now. Everything in June is um, kind of looked at through the prism of this movie month. That's how I look at it. Now, no one else does. Literally, no one else looks at it that way. But I look at it that way. Uh, so, like, on the 20th, yeah, I'll take your dogs out. I'll probably watch a movie in the morning, but I'll take your dogs out. On the 21st, now here's where things get crazy. On the 21st, my wife and I are going to Mystic, Connecticut. I think I brought this up before. We're going to an aquarium. We're staying at a hotel overnight, and we're coming back the 22nd in the morning. So the 21st, we're leaving pretty early. So what I plan on doing is getting my movie ready. And when I mean ready, I mean get the podcast ready, get the get the um, the pictures ready, get everything ready so that I can watch the movie really, really early on Monday morning, the 21st. Then go have a wonderful day with my wife. Um and I mean, now maybe, maybe I could get it done so early that I can record it before we even leave. We're probably going to be leaving the house at like 8.30 in the morning, so I got to get up really early. But do I, do I, I want to get up so early that I ruin the rest of my day? No. So there could be a thing where I watch the movie early, but then I record it later. Maybe I record it in Connecticut on my phone. I'm not bringing it, my computer. Well, maybe I'll bring my Chromebook with me. Don't tell her. She doesn't listen, so don't worry about it. Um... And then figure out how to put it all together and get it out. The 22nd is fine because we're coming home. I'll just watch something that night. But uh, the 21st, that is the, that is the key day to make sure with it that you, it'll be an interesting to see how it comes out and how it sounds. But it's happening. Nothing is going to stop me. Nothing has. Um, ten days, ten movies. Yeah, I've been rambling now. That's it, my friends. Um, I haven't talked about the gentleman for what, a half hour. You can hear the cracking now. I, oh, that one was big. That was my knee. Okay, folks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The website is fansonexperts.com. The um, Facebook page is Fans on Experts. And, of course, um, I want to tell you one thing else. One other thing. I do another podcast. Chris, if you're listening to this, you know I do this other podcast because you do it too. 
It's called Fine Movies, Fine Spirits. Uh, tomorrow night, we're recording a brand new episode on Dr. Strangelove. So I'm looking forward to that. If you want to check that out, just go to fanslinexperts.com. All the links are there for you to check it out. Listen, You can listen to it there. You can subscribe to it there. Um, we're recording a new one. The last one we did was Goodfellas. Check that out. Dr. Strangelove, recording it tomorrow night, so it will be out this weekend. Um, that's it. Now I'm really done. So until tomorrow, my friends, until day 11, where once again, I'm not entirely sure which movie I'm going to watch. I have two that I'm ready. So it's going to be one of these two. That's for sure. But until then, my friends, I'm going to go outside to say this. Ready? I'm going to be too loud. Okay, ready? On the back deck, I'm going to close this. You know what's coming. You can say it with me if you want. Ready? Okay. Here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Because I'm kind of funny and awesome. I think that I'm worth your time. And I'm kind of handsome. My mom says, please listen and please subscribe. At least listen to this episode. Fans not experts.